On this DMV Sports Roundtable, it's Dallas Week. Quarterback keeper, Sonny's calling for it. Alex Smith in the shotgun, bibs to his left. Smith to throw, under heat, over the middle, fires, caught! Carter Ruskin's touchdown, right over the middle. Paul Richardson takes the grab, his second touchdown of the year. And it's the Redskins 13, Carolina nothing. Larry Michael on the Redskins Radio Network. We've got our regular guys here, Jamal Bones, George Wallace, Chris Cheon a little later. And I chose to play that play-by-play because it featured Paul Richardson, who is doubtful on Sunday, along with Jamerson Crowder. So, gentlemen, that leaves us with the likes of Mo Harris, uh, the man who really has to bring it maybe, Josh Doxson. Yep. Your thoughts? Crowder's going to be out for weeks. He's in a boot. He was on a, he was on a scooter yesterday with his boot okay. up. Because I saw somebody else finally got said, a chance to see him run around the facility. Yeah, Not somebody good. put him on a questionable list, and I wasn't sure about that. It's, Richardson's uh, doubtful. Had a second look at his knee. Yeah. He said it's not uh, no structure. But So you're looking at Floyd. Uh, Chesson was signed back in the— Yesterday, yeah. Is he on the 53 or the He was signed practice yesterday squad? at 53. Okay. Working with a mass unit, uh, I would expect a lot of targets to Jordan Reed. Yes, I would also think that if Thompson uh, is available, that this is a big game for him because uh, Dallas has been pretty good against the run. We're fourth. uh, They're seventh, but they give up 3.5 yards. We give up 4.1. So it's it's not really an aging Peterson game, and he won't be 100% anyway if he does play. But they do give up a lot of yards to uh, running backs receiving. So that sounds like, a Chris Thompson sort of game. But if you don't have those guys here, you're going to have to lean on. Doxon's going to have to get off his ass and do something. Reed and Davis are going to have to have big games, and hopefully you have Thompson uh, to sprinkle in there. Roy Thompson, he uh, he said he likes to practice. He liked to practice to get a better feel of it, but he said the game were yesterday, which was, what, Thursday? He says mm-hmm. he would have played. Right. Peterson told us yesterday that he feels night and day from last week. So He's a, he's, he's he's a warrior. Yeah, that dude is a warrior. You know, I, I heard Cowboys the Cowboys have won five straight FedEx. Yeah, Redskins haven't won it. That's FedEx something we got to break that since that 2012 clincher, that Sunday night game with. And Griffin. Jerry better not bring Conor McGregor as come strutting through <laughs> FedEx this weekend either, because we can't have that. Josh Norman's quote was great yesterday. He said about he was asked about because McGregor talked to the Cowboys for those who don't know last week before their game. Right? Yeah, they, so they should have showed him how to throw a football. Did well, you see that clip? Yeah, I did, that but they terrible. scored 40 points. So someone asked Norman. He said, "Would you?" If you were going to get a Conor McGregor to talk to you guys before the game, he goes, I wouldn't get him. I'd get the guy that beat him. Exactly. You know, so. Yeah, right. yeah bring him in. Please. So uh, are we going with the every other week there's a win, which would be a sad well, Sunday at I can't, uh, FedEx? It's a good matchup for the Reds. Well, I can't do that because Dallas is also every other week. And I think that last week, I'm not taking anything away from them, I but I think that's more of an indictment on – uh, Jacksonville having a bad day at the office. Yeah. They're not that bad, and Dallas is not that good. And I, I think that's They're winless on the road. Average 12 points on the road right now. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that's a one-off. I think that if— Oh, this I, could be a home team. Home I want them to come in feeling themselves like we do after big wins. Now, if we come in with the business mentality like DJ Swearinger wants them to have, then you'll be fine. But they have to realize— no matter who the opponent is and what the record, these next two weeks are pivotal and crucial. Well, the division you, games. Yeah, the division games, but they also, you get you to five and two, and you also create some separation between you and the rest of the division. Because at some point, Philly's going to wake up and realize, oh, we won the Super Bowl last year. Right. They're going to they're come around. Right. So you're going to have to try to put as much distance right now before you know the alarm clock goes off and they start to play like they did last season. Right. They just have to take care of business. It's a, it's a division game. Main thing is 
you got to stop Zeke. I said it last week. You have Dak's to not that good. The receivers don't scare anybody. And, this and thing is stopping Elliott. That's Dak, the key. Dak has had – that was probably the best Dak game Dak has had so far, and I don't think he follows that up with another good performance. Mm-hmm. There, uh, Terrence Williams, who was not scary anyway, but he's suspended for the next three games. Mm-hmm. So they're down a receiver also. And we're down two, but they'll be down one. I don't, I mean, it, it's Cole Beasley and a hodgepodge right. of everybody else. They have tight end by committee, they have uh, wide receiver by committee. Stack the box and make Dak beat you. You know, I said the same thing with, with Cam Newton, and that's that's much more dangerous. But this would be the worst quarterback they faced, except maybe Bradford in the opener. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. In this scenario, prove it to me, Dak, that you can do this yeah. in consecutive weeks. He has, He's never done it. I don't think he can do it. No, I agree. We're, I, we're I, giving up. We're only fourth against a run. We haven't given up a run over 20-plus yards this entire season. Yeah. So keep on. The bad like boys got to keep doing what they're doing. Norman said gang tackling is the key for Elliott. It, tackling, period. Well, yeah. tackling. I mean, I, I, not for the guys up front, but – the secondary sometimes, you know, uh, the tackling. If you tackle like you did in New Orleans, it's going to be a long oh, day. Yeah, yeah. But if you tackle like they've been doing in in wins, they'll be fine. I think that line with Frederick out is not quite the same. And I think that you know Payne and 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 Allen and Ioannidis, they can have some fun on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I'm also excited. Well, they I, all said this is why you get Deron Payne. Yeah, games like I don't want to say I'm excited for. Hood to be gone because Hood was a good locker room guy, a decent rotational player. But I also thought that Brantley, I'm excited for Brantley to be active on game day. Should be. Because I think with him and Settle, those are another two young, aggressive guys that you bring in, that bring energy. We know what Settle can do against the run, especially in the preseason game against uh, the Patriots. He was a a one-man wrecking crew on one particular series. And I think Brantley can do the same thing. So... You, it's, it's to me, that's an exciting young core of Dean Lyman that they put together. And what's the timetable on McGee? He's practicing. They don't know. You got to make a decision. I don't think he's gonna be ready this week. But Jay didn't say he'll he'll be around sooner. Yeah, later. he's practicing, which is good. The weather's gonna be the weather's gonna be crappy too, which is great. Yeah, well, that's good because they're gonna have to try to run the ball. Maybe stack that box and make Dak try to beat you. And he's he's going to give you a few gifts. He didn't do it last week. I don't think. But Dak, if Dak has to fling the ball around the field, Norman might get a second interception. DJ, they're going to get, he's going to leave you a couple of gifts in the secondary if you put some pressure on. That's the other thing, the pass rush. What's your take on that? Because that's been non-existent. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about Preston and Kerrigan not getting any push and things. We like saw that. that last week against Carolina. Yeah. Yep. When we were there. I said to Dimitri, sitting next to him, I said, they're not getting any pressure. Where yeah. is Carrigan? Where is Junior yeah. Gallette when we need him? <laughs> oh, he's don't at start home. that. He's, he's at home. He's at home. He's and he'll waiting. Let you, and he'll let you know it, too. He's waiting. And, and, and if they call, he will answer the phone, oh, and yeah. he will be on the first thing smoking. Yeah, of you. course, because he uh, has he, a Redskins tattoo, so of course he'll come back. <laughs> well, I say that because if, well, you, if, you, catch him on, the off if you catch him on Twitter, he is very regretful yep. of turning down that deal from the Redskins. He's had a couple. He just he just was in Indy and, and somewhere else this past week. But he's had at least four or five visits, and uh, no one has signed him. I don't know right. what that means. Well, he's not a good locker room guy, I don't think, from what I've uh, been told. And he's had the off-the-field issues. But, uh, I mean. I think, he was, well, Joe, I think he looked like he's fine in the locker room here, Georgie, if you get fine. off your phone. <laughs> 
He's fine. He was you totally think he's fine. fine? He Dude, doesn't cause any issues. He's never he, not here. He was just so thankful to be here. He yeah, really was. Probably kept it a little. And then, yeah, and then now he is humbled even more. Oh yeah. Because well, he's going to act right when he was here because they kept him around after two ACLs. Yes. So you're going to nobody else would have. Right. You're going to be loyal and humble and stay in line when a team shows you that much loyalty when you haven't played a snap. So, you know, and, and most teams don't do that. That's not something players are accustomed to, that when you have injuries like that back-to-back, they invest too much in them, but still they've invested in them Give to sign a chance, them. right. Yeah, so if someone keeps you around like that, you're going to fall. You're not going to cause any trouble. You're not disgruntled. You're just happy to be there right. and happy for the opportunity. And I think now he's humbled even more that he turned down the deal and – Still is not signed anywhere, so he's and it's really, fired the agent who told him to turn right. down the deal. He, he huh. would, he will continue to be a model citizen if brought back here. I think whatever happened in New Orleans stayed in New Orleans for the most, for, for, for what I can see. It's a, it's a different Junior Galette than what you saw in New yeah. Orleans. He hasn't had any off the field issues. He's not he in their plans been, though. Don't don't they're not gonna call. Well, I know I, I bring it up because he brings it up on Twitter. He's, a he's fan. calling people he, begging for jobs. He's a he's fan not, favorite. Yeah, I know. But fans love him. It doesn't and, sound if, like... and when we don't have a pass rush, I mean, you saw it last night in the, the Thursday night, night game. Uh, you know, I, I'm like really mad at myself because I cannot believe that I actually thought Arizona would put up a decent amount of points last night. <laughs> uh, if you have a, a pass rush, if you have a Von Miller type, I'm certainly not comparing Junior Gallet or anybody on this no. Redskins team to Von Miller, the best rushing end in the game, still, but. It just totally changes the complexion of the game, changes the dynamic of your defense when the quarterback only has a split second to throw it. And if you give Dak enough time, Jamal, you mentioned it. I mean, I don't really believe in Dak as like a long-term great quarterback in this league, but he can be effective. He was right. great last week against Jacksonville. Yeah. If you give him time, he can find Cole Beasley. He can find yeah. these little uh, you know wide receivers there, Alan yeah. Hearns, whoever. Who, That's true. But we're looking at pass rush from a traditional way that we're expecting pass rushes off the edge. We have enough. You can generate a pass rush up the middle, and you can do that with Allen, Payne, and Ionitis can cause yeah. enough confusion, not to necessarily you know get it from the outside, but they can collapse and push that pocket back. And sometimes that's just as good yep. as having a Von Miller, somebody coming off the edge, causing confusion. Because if you come off the edge – and you can step up in the pocket, it still buys them some more time if your defensive line is getting pushed back. But well, if your D-line is causing chaos up front and he's got to step outside, that gives Kerrigan and those guys uh, more opportunity to make a play on the quarterback from the outside. But they can create, they can collapse the pocket. Allen didn't play last year in these games, remember? He was hurt. That dude, and man. Pain. And pain. they're not... Payne, who, who, I don't know who is playing for uh, Frederick. On Dallas as as a, a backup center, but they're gonna have a problem. Should you know have you have to? We're gonna get these guys to the point, and I love having Settle and Brantley also in the rotation along with McGee when he gets back because they're disruptors also. But these guys, we're gonna get them to the point where you're gonna have to double team one of them because if you try to have a center straight up with pain, he's gonna have a long long day. And I don't think anybody wants to deal with Allen one-on-one either. I had Nitus. We've seen him walk. Uh, who's the guy from uh, Green Bay? Balaga, who's, who's one of the better, you know, uh, offensive linemen. Basically walk him into Aaron Rodgers for a sack. So we got guys like that. 
you don't necessarily have to always nice to have the outside pass rush, but you can also generate that from from the inside. Yeah, just Ryan Kerrigan only one sack so far this year. He is 30 years old. I mean, at this point, he's not Von Miller because Von Miller's still doing it into his 30s. Right. So I just, again, Dimitri, you and I were watching last week, and I just thought to myself, you know, Kerrigan is not somebody that the, they're calling on. He's more like a name almost mm-hmm. for the Redskins. Do you do you agree with that, or can he get kind of get going? I don't know. I think he can I, get well, – well, look, even last year he had double-digit sacks. No one talks about him. Everybody just assumes that he's, he's okay. We know who he is around right. here. But this year, okay, he's got he's still affected the pass rush though, even though he doesn't have the sack numbers. Just like if you're a corner, you can still affect the passing game if you don't have any interceptions. So there are things that he's been doing. He's he's gotten some pressure. He's gotten some hurries here and there. It's not the double digit sack that we're used to seeing from him. He's not there this season for whatever reason. I don't know what it is because it's not like he's lined up on the left side. He's on the right side. So he's not going up against Jason Peters, Nate Solder for the Giants, and guys like that who are the left tackle who usually see the best pass rusher. He's on the other side. So in that respect, yeah, he probably should be eating a lot more than he is, but it's not like it's been a steady decline over the years. He had a good season right, last year. Right, right, right. It's, it's, very, it's, it's a very slow sudden. start. The reason he's a name is because of all he's done in the past. I don't want to be one of those backward-looking right. guys, but I mean the, well, the record is there. Eastern Motors. <laughs> well, you, you don't have to look too far. You just but, have to look to last season. Right. So right. I think of him more as not really he's on a decline. It's a slow start. It does raise the question of what's going on with the guy. And but it's you even know, what, why it's so a, sudden? I guess it's a slow start. I mean, to me, I'm not gonna. If, if the rest of the season goes on, then maybe we can ask those questions. I think it's a lot more glaring because of the lack of what Preston Smith is doing on the other side. Yeah. That draws a lot of attention. They're looking at, well, okay, Karen's not doing anything. Because when Preston Smith was inconsistent, you could count on Kerrigan to pick up the slack on the right side. When Smith is not doing anything, and then you get a slow start from Kerrigan for whatever reasons he's having his troubles, then it seems really glaring. And to me, Ryan Anderson is not a pass rusher in the NFL. I've been saying this before. He is tough against the run. He's got a great motor. He's around the ball. He's a hell of a tackler. If you stick him inside as a middle linebacker, inside linebacker, I think he would have a lot more success as a run stuffer as then opposed to him trying to get to the quarterback. Because, yeah, he did it at Alabama. But that's easy when you have yeah. everybody that's in front of you exactly. in Alabama. So when you have Payne and, and Jonathan Allen and those guys at Alabama, and you got Deion Hamilton and, and all the, the linebackers that they had, yeah, you can. No one is double teaming you because they can't. He does. I never saw any sort of uh, plethora of swim moves or, or certain techniques that he used off the edge of using his hands in college to get to the quarterback. He just ran. He bull rushed. He ran straight ahead because nobody was really there to block him. He might get chipped by a tight end, but that's about it. Here, it's a little different on this level, and I just don't think that his skill set fits what you look for in a prototypical edge rusher in the NFL. Maybe like 20 to 17? That's the thing about it is, you know, I was coming in here mm. trying to think about where the direction of this game is going to go and how I want to predict it. And what is it like in their last 36 games, they're 18 and 18. They 
it cannot find any sort of consistency in terms of winning or losing. So it's tough to predict. I mean, and the Cowboys Dallas are coming the off the same way. Right. That was the same way. They came off a huge win against Jacksonville, which I did not expect. When Sean Lee is not that's, part of this defense, that's always been the notion that they're not as effective. Yeah. But they have been playing well without him, surprisingly, their defensive unit. It's really this offense as a whole. Shut down Ezekiel Elliott. Make Dak Prescott that's beat you. you do. And that's the key to, to winning this game because Ezekiel Elliott if he gets through but but I don't see that happening because you mentioned the inside do you really see Ezekiel Elliott pounding it right up the middle against his Redskins defense well, I, I well, don't well, but see the thing is this and Scott Linehan exactly hasn't been Mr. Creativity yeah but, but that that's in the pass rush so we're ranked fourth against the run right we give up 4.1 a game have not given up like we a shut run. down Christian McCaffrey right. which I did not and expect we, we have not given up a run over 20 plus yards for the entire season Zeke he likes to bust off big runs. We just are not allowing that. And I think if they sell out on the run, they'll be fine. Yeah. They'll be fine. Because you had people like Josh Harvey Clemens, an athletic outside linebacker. And then you've got Brown. Brown can chase Zeke all from, from sideline yep. to sideline the entire game. Yes, he's a liability in coverage, but that's not what you're asking him to do this week. This week you're asking him to sniff out the running back, and that's what he does best. So I think it's it's a hard game to kind of yeah. gauge. gauge. Yeah. But last week to me, that's a that's a blip on the radar. Because to me, I it's a bad day at the office for Jacksonville. Just like when okay, they beat Jacksonville's ass. Okay. The Bills beat Minnesota's ass. Ain't nobody saw that coming. But is did that make the Bills much better? No. No. And I think that playing at home, too, I'm not going to say that this Redskins crowd is, I think it's going to be a pro Cowboys crowd. No, yeah, I mean, they're going to yeah. fill the stadium but, finally, but, but it'll they, be full they of blue. Have, but they're not playing. They're and not playing. Dallas has not won on the road this year. Yep. Okay. So, uh, so, so those I, are factors I think you need to consider. That makes the, me feel a little better. It is the confines here. The players of the Redskins yeah. are familiar with playing here, and uh, they're familiar with playing with a mixed crowd. So, <laughs> and, we, and you know what? They've, they've had, uh, what, two and one so far this year at home? Yeah, so they got to seize the opportunity. These two weeks are crucial because, yes, they're division games, but they also give you space between you and the rest of the division. You got to think the Eagles will wake up at some time. So before they come out of their slumber, you want to separate yourself by at least two games and keep adding on that. These are five and two. Looks great after these two weeks. And then you roll on from there. But these, they got to take it one game at a time. But these two are very crucial inside the division. If you want to keep leading this division, you got to pick up these games. It means nothing to lose to the Giants and the Cowboys back to back and then get you know, big wins against teams outside of the division, those division games always come back to bite you in the ass if you're a nine and seven or you know, ten and six or something like that. So you have to win these games. I don't care what else you do, it's nice to get a win against the Packers. It's nice to get a win against the Panthers. But you have to win against the Giants in Dallas and the Eagles, no matter what the record is. You got to stack them up. So one more note about the Cowboys game. There will be plenty of emotion, George, because we lost Rich Tandler uh, quite suddenly this week. Longtime Skins reporter. His seat in the press box will not be occupied ever again. The Redskins have announced. Do you have a a Rich Tandler story? I'm not saying like a wild man story, more of his professionalism. An anecdote, you know. He, He was, as you heard a lot of people mention how genuine he was and how you know down to earth and he just loved doing what he was doing i mean that sums up rich you know to a t i mean he was 
you, the first guy you always see at FedEx Field. I mean, it was a lot. Of, it, we always joke with him because he's up at five a.m. every day, you <laughs> yeah. know, and tweeting well, and things like tweeting that, and and uh, answering fan questions. Yeah, at, at five a.m. So he's. Uh, you know, that's the kind of guy he was. I mean, and if you ever had a question about a contract or salary cap numbers, Rich had that he on was the on top it. of his head. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and as somebody who doesn't travel like these guys do every week, you know, I always rely on the stories. I mean, mm-hmm. they just uh, – a quick story from the opener. They went to the Grand Canyon, and they rented a van. They left at 6 a.m. out in Arizona went to Grand Canyon, and there's a story about how everybody fell asleep on the way home – and Rich swore that he did not fall asleep, but there's video evidence of Rich with his eyes closed <laughs> sleeping. Until even to the, up to last week, they were giving him crap about it that you're it, you were asleep because no, I wasn't. You were asleep. <laughs> right, so, right. Uh, but no, he was just a, a very, very genuine guy, very funny. He's going to be missed. The other day, nobody wanted to be out there. We yeah. nobody we weren't we weren't talking. It was it it hits hard because you do spend a lot of time with these guys, uh-huh. you know. And it's going to be very tough. Rich's seat's right in front of me at the press box. Yeah, I mean, so that's going to be very tough to see. It's great that they're doing it, but now we have to see that vacant yeah. seat each week. Yeah, that's right. going to be tough. And I hope they do something in the stand in the stadium, which I think they are. Yeah. Did they announced yeah. they are going to do that. Yeah, there's going to be. I don't know if it's a moment of silence or something. Yeah. Because but it will be recognized. Yeah, they, Most they fans know who he was, you know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, a lot of fans do. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't, you knew him. I didn't know him personally, but from his presence on Twitter, his articles, uh, seeing him on, we had JP on the mm-hmm. show and those two do podcasts and they work together very closely. And, you know, watching them on during training camp and, and you know, covering the Redskins, that's how I, you know, interacted with Rich and, and, from afar, I could tell everything you said and everything everyone else was saying from Jenkins to Hernandez to B. Mitch. He was a class act. He was a professional, great sense of humor. And there's just all around good guy. And I just thought, you know, we should, you know, as a uh, a member of the media in, in this community and he covered a team that we talk about a lot know, ad nauseum. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and we know who he is, and and you have worked with him. I just thought, you know, it, it's only right to tip our hat and and give our condolences to uh, co-workers, his family, of course. Acknowledge the legacy that he's left behind. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, you guys call him Uncle Rich because he was a, he was the guy. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. like the older guy, the the older statesman on the beat. But you know, I thought it was nice. Josh Norman spoke from the heart the other day. I mean, he mm-hmm. was. Someone told me that it, when they told Josh. The day before, he just kind of was staring like it hit him. Couldn't believe you it. Know? And, and Alex Smith said something in his press conference, but Alex didn't really know who he was. No, he but knew. that was classy, too. But yeah, and Jay to, Gruden, to open the same the press thing. I've seen former players, Anthony Armstrong, yeah. uh, Will Junior, Blackman Junior Gillette, um, Chris Baker. Mm-hmm. You know, on Twitter, there have been a lot of uh, former Redskins and current, but, but you know, I, I noticed the former guys that uh, pay their respects to Rich and—, and we're here, you know, he was covering while mm-hmm. while they were playing here. And so it was just, it's respect all across the board, whether it be other media members, fans, players in the locker room. And that's that's something that you don't find all the time because not every player likes, there's a lot of media members they probably dislike. Right. You know this. Mm-hmm. So, but, but for yeah, him. It's hard to dislike Rich. Exactly. It's a tribute yeah. to his greatness. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a, a tribute to the type of person that he is that, there was, there's never been anything negative from mm-hmm. a player said about him that speaks volumes to me. And yeah, George, f- from what I understand, uh, all you beat reporters take turns buying food, and somebody I don't know would bring in KFC, but Rich Tandler would cook. Yeah, bring always. in his own food. He did. Yeah, he he would. They used to do a thing on Fridays 
Or you bring in food, one person be each week. But Rich would, when he had to do it, you know, yeah, some would go by and drive through and get Taco Bell. <laughs> That's what I would I'm not do. Not going to say names. <laughs> they uh, still but, do that, but, uh, huh? They still do that. Yeah, I've seen. Well, there's a chef I, out there say, now. I've yeah. seen pictures. But, they get. But the last meals. couple of years, Rich, yeah, he would. Because well, he's, well, when you're up at 5 a.m., you got time to cook, yeah. right? Yeah, and I'm sure it was delicious. It was. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely going to be missed. It was definitely a shock to the system. And uh, yeah, Sunday's game, will be, Sunday will be tough. Only one game in the Wizards' record book, but it broke my heart that it was so close. Just one one point loss to the Miami Heat. It's a whole lot of the same. It's a whole lot of the same. You're playing a Miami Heat team who they're on the second game on the road of a back-to-back because they played Wednesday also. You're also playing a team down four contributors, Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, uh, James Jones, and, and somebody else, but they're down. And then you come out and do more of the same. Mm-hmm. You do more of the same. I don't know if they call themselves being cautious with Dwight Howard, but usually if you practice four days in a row and you were at shoot around. Oh, come on. You don't know Dwight extra. Howard? There was no way Dwight Howard was playing that game last night. Why not? I don't because care how the, many days the he practiced. The pain in the buttocks. He practiced four days in a row. What's wrong with his ass? <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with his ass. He practiced four days in a row. You don't do. You don't practice four days in a row, then do extra work after shoot around. And he was out there before the game. That To me, you're, you're, you're kind of being cautious. You cannot roll Mahimi out there. You can't do it, especially when he gets in foul trouble. Out-rebounded by, out by 15 again. And same same thing. Free throws, rebounding, defense, talking too damn much. I love the the, the way Kelly Oubre, he has uh, a whole lot of vigor for the game. But sometimes you got to shut the hell up. Just shut up. How are you going to dunk on somebody? You talk talking and you get hey, a text. Look, shut up. I, it's, it's one game. It's fine. And if it's, it's going to be the it, same, no, it's, it's I don't not have fine. energy to talk about these guys already. It's, it's yet. not fine because it's the I same Because it's the same thing. thing. Well, I, I see it. I, it, it I cover my own the, team with the same you know issues. What? Thank God for Jeff Green and Rivers. Yeah, I think he's going to be a nice addition. Thank God for those two. And then let me say this. Please do. Otto Porter cannot continue to play like a pip when he's making Gladys Knight money. You cannot. How long have you been con- saving that one? I just thought of it he, he just earlier today. He just made it up five seconds. Last night I, I tweeted he was like choir boy on uh, <laughs> on the five heartbeats. Singing from the side, all of a sudden you, got to, you get pushed out. He's got to step up, especially when Bill is in foul trouble. You can't continue to put the pressure on John to carry the team offensively. Yeah. You are getting paid like a max player. Play like if you want to play like that, I will trade for Jimmy Butler in a heartbeat. Because they say teams have been calling and asking about auto after that. If you're going to continue to do that, you can go get the hell on and go somewhere else and be docile and and waste their money. But you can't do that. You're part of the big three. You cannot do that when you have Bill who is in foul trouble. Markeith is aloof as usual. Then you have Mahimi just doing whatever the hell he's doing. He, first of all, he got Bill his third foul because this genius decided it was good to dribble outside of the paint, loses it. Bill goes forward, ends up running. First of all, he gets knocked the hell out, and then he gets called for the foul. Why? Because Mahimi decided to dribble the ball. And that's another $68 million down the drain. Yeah, right. you did, Chi. Look at you did now. But why not put Brian See, in? And then this is how you lose. Oh, Dimitri did. This is how you lose. I was you, gambling baseball last <laughs> night, so <laughs> I uh, don't know. This is how, and, and they lose to Kelly Olynyk of all people. Wasn't he getting the booze rained down yes. on him, Kelly Olynyk last course, night? That yeah. I did catch. Then he gets the, he gets the game winner off what an offensive rebound. Yeah. So what what are we doing here, Scotty Brooks? What's what's the plan? 
at least get the boy Brian in there. Thomas Bryant, he can run and jump and do whatever Whiteside's going to do. We all know Mahimi flat-footed ass cannot do anything with Whiteside. And Jason Smith is just not that physical. I like what they did. Brown didn't play at all, which I was kind of disappointed because I wanted to see him play. But I, I like the bench looks great. I look at the bench now, and I've got so much more confidence. They outscored him 43-31, yeah. I think. You, you get if, like if, Sat, if, if Oubre can calm his ass down... Sato can play like he played when John was out because Rivers is going. He's going. To, he's going to do him, and Jeff Green's going to do him. I'm not worried about them. You sound like you're worried about the whole thing. Those Just guys give it, are give not it a worried couple about. games. Like I, I'm with you. And over, you got to overreact because it's the same stuff we've seen. It is. But just see what happens. I understand. I don't I want understand. you to, to. I don't. Don't throw away your tickets. Yet. Don't throw away your hat. Are you sure? No, you no, 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 no. I don't do stuff like All that. Right. I don't do that. Wizards front office. Listen to what Jamal says. Yeah. And you'll start winning. Yeah. <laughs> the DMV Sports Roundtable is on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, and WTOP's mobile app where you just tap listen. Find us on Twitter at DMV Sports Round One. For Jamal and Chris and George, I'm Dimitri. And for Redskins fans, large and small, all around the world, may the Lord help us.